what is up back by popular demand this is beef's beef episode two before we get into anything that we want to talk about today i just got to say thank you so much for the overwhelming support that i've gotten from episode one uh i had a lot of people ask me to do this for a while but i never really thought that i would get the response that i did so shout out to you guys for sharing liking everything uh i'm hoping to get this episode up pretty quick uh i got a great buddy of mine michael mullins shout out to michael mullins uh said he wants to produce the show said he just loves doing it so uh shout out to him uh also i didn't shout out a couple people i didn't get to shout out david bennett uh the great photo that we have for the podcast shout out to him made that about 10 minutes made it the perfect size so i could put it on soundcloud and everything like that great job by him if you follow his page follow his instagram everything like that i'll get that for you guys later uh, a couple things we want to get into to, today uh, i got to go to the basketball and the football games this weekend for louisville uh, wanted to talk about a couple of those i, I have i have a great beef's beef today i think is going to ruffle a few feathers uh i mean let's go ahead and jump right into the basketball basketball game uh louisville gets another win uh they beat nebraska nebraska omaha to move the 2-0 some very very i guess nerve-wracking things happened during that game um i mean you give up 53 points to a team that you're favored to beat by 25 definitely not a good thing Shoot 32 of 69 from the field, 46.4 percent. Four of six from the feet, from the three-point line, for 25 percent. A lot. There were some definite good things. I, the the play of Darius Perry continues to encourage me as a as a as a Louisville fan. Uh, I, I'm still I'm still wondering where the where the Q of old is. Uh, it seems like we've kind of left him. Uh, the Jacksonville game, I guess it was. Um, he looked good against. It looked good against Jacksonville State last year. I'm sorry, Jacksonville State, and then just didn't really show up against Michigan. And I, I really feel like he's just not the same player. I don't know if it's the coaching change that he's still trying to get used to doing everything, or, or what it is. But uh, I mean, you have Ray, Ray Spalding, nine of eighteen from the field, nineteen points, eleven rebounds. Uh, we brought Honest off the bench, I think, to get Malik Williams kind of acclimated to getting more playing time because we know we're going to need him down the stretch when we get into the ACC. We fa- we'll face a lot of size. I mean, North Carolina's got some size. Duke's got some size. Other teams have some size, and we're going to need him to be able to play uh, to, for added depth. I mean, Honest and, Honest and Ray cannot play all the, all the minutes that we have. Uh, and then a, a big surprise for me is Dwayne Sutton off the bench, 10 rebounds. Big, big, big boost. Uh I think really the biggest thing at looking at the game and going to the game, I felt like we missed a lot more than this, but going back and looking at the stats, 19 of 22 from the free throw line, which as a Louisville fan encourages me because if you look at the past few seasons, we've been terrible from the free throw line, and it's really been our Achilles heel in a lot of games. Um, 15 blocks also. The, the The biggest thing for me, though, when when I'm looking at it, I, I was never, I've never been a, a a high level coach or anything like that. But I have coached. Um, I like to I like to think that I know a little bit about the game. Uh, you know, I watch I watch I've watched a lot of basketball. But one of the the few things that I go to when I look at a game, 
I go to assist. That's a big thing for me. I look at turnovers, and I look I look at free throw shooting. I look at field goal percentage. So, I mean, it's probably a lot of things that a lot of people look at. But 17 turnovers against Nebraska-Omaha, who coming into the game was averaging 80 points and giving up 100, that's not going to win you ball games against teams like Duke, North Carolina, Virginia. I mean, your other – in NC State teams like that, that's not that's not going to win you games in the ACC, and that's not going to keep doing it. But uh, unlike a lot of people, I'm not going to make this a bash David Paget podcast because what happened at the beginning of this season was not what we thought was going to happen. I, I mean, like I said before, I have coached. I was a coach at a high school here in Louisville. Um, coach. Man, I don't care how long I've been an assistant. You're not ready to do that yet. If he was, he would have already been gone from here. He would have already been hired on somewhere else. Um, I mean, if you go back and look at the games, that game made Omaha 0-4 now. So they lost to New Mexico. They gave they gave up 103 points to New Mexico, and we scored 87 at home. Gave up 78. They scored 80 against Montana State. They lost to Montana State 89-80. We scored less points than Montana State did against them. So, a lot of underlying things, but like I said, I'm not going to blame this on David Padgett. I think the players got to got to step it up, start playing. A lot of the mistakes, I feel like, are boneheaded mistakes. Can they be fixed? Uh, absolutely. I, I, I absolutely think they can. I still am very... I'm still looking forward to this season because I think we can do a lot of things. I think we can make a lot of noise. Uh but we, I mean, we definitely have to clean some things up. Uh, so, like I said, I got, I got to go to both the games. Uh, at the end of the day, I know I'm talking about that, but it's it's still a win. A win is a win. It's two, we're two and zero. Oh. Move on to the next one. We got Southern Illinois coming in tomorrow. Uh, I may be able to give a little bit of a recap of that on Friday. Um, but I also got to go to the football game. Very, very big win. Um, I know Syracuse was missing Dungey, their quarterback, so, I mean, take that for what it's worth, but you really don't give up a touchdown until I think there was three or four minutes left. Beat Syracuse 56-10, to which if you asked me three or four weeks ago, you think you think we beat Syracuse? I'll be honest with you. i tell you we don't. Um, and not only did we just beat Syracuse, like I said, we beat them 56-10, to 727 total yards. 316 passing, 411 rushing. I mean, the defense, it's, I don't know what happened. I guess it was that, I, I really don't know what it is. Maybe the bye week, it was just like, all right, guys, you know, got a little time to rest, get their feet under them and everything, and maybe just get Jair Alexander completely healthy. I, if you watch our defense, I, I was telling my buddy Tony at the game, I said, man, maybe that is just what we've been missing all season. And he says, if that is, and that's bad, it is a bad sign. But it, it's it really goes to show how how much easier it is for the defensive line to rush the passer when you have that lockdown corner out there, and you don't have your second and third best corner guarding their best receiver. Uh, it's it, it's to me. I mean, if you watch him, he's coming up stopping the run. He, he's getting interceptions. We forced four four turnovers as a defense 
on Saturday, and four of them were interceptions. Two of them by the starter, and two of them by the by the guy that subbed in. The the uh, uh, Malik Williams nine rushes for 180 yards. Uh, it, it's just so many big things. Uh, I mean that that was some good things. The bad things, obviously, the weather. If you were there. I mean, geez, man! If that's not if that's not the Ohio Valley weather, I don't know what is. You got 65 to start the day. Kind of gloomy. I mean, it's fall time. It's gloomy. Didn't really look nice outside, but it still felt good. Had a slight breeze. You get in there, the wind's blowing. Wind starts picking up. Me, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought, all right, yeah, I'll just go and you know brave it out with just like a, a hooded sweatshirt and some jeans. Yeah, about 10 raindrops dropped. I went right in there and bought a poncho. Don't know what I was thinking. So that was one bad thing. The other bad thing, penalties is still a big thing. I feel like that's always been a a Bobby Petrino team mantra. 11 penalties for 85 yards. I mean, it could have been worse, but we can definitely clean that up. Uh, but after, I mean, and then after that rain, you had that cold weather. But you you go you go to the game. They tell you before the game that, you know, this is – this is probably Lamar Jackson's last home game. Uh, they tell you that we're, we're going to get some people. They tell you we're going to honor uh, Stephon LaFleurs, which I thought was awesome. Stephon LaFleurs is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in college football history, in my opinion. I, I don't care if that sounds biased. I mean, just go back and look at the stats. What the guy did completion-wise and, and with his feet, with really a limited physical specimen as a person, the, the guy was just great. Uh, but what they didn't mention was that they were going to honor some some uh, baseball players. They honored they honored a couple a couple players. In the, but seeing this, it it really brought a question to my mind because you're at probably Lamar Jackson's last home game. If he comes back, I'll be very surprised. Uh, I mean, I've seen him anywhere from top ten in the first round to early second round which NFL draft early second round is not a bad thing to be. So you you, you think Lamar Jackson's gone, but one of the people they honored was Brendan McKay. And it, it, it had me start to think, it's like, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about how great Lamar's stats are and, and everything like that, I, me being one of them. Uh, I mean, Lamar being one of the more dominant players that we've seen in college football. And it, and it really begged the question, we have two of the best athletes to play college sports in their sport. One graduated last year and one is leaving this year. Brendan McKay and Lamar Jackson. Who would you say is better? I mean, it, it's I'm going to bring bring up some stats. And, I, I mean, I've, I've racked my brain over the past three or four days since I've thought, or two or three days since I've started thinking about it and – to be honest with you, I, I don't know if even going over all this, I may have a definitive answer. I, I mean, I know which way I'm kind of leaning. Uh, I mean, let's just go over a few things. Lamar Jackson, we've gone over a lot of it, but as a career, uh, 57% completion percentage, um, 8,656 yards passing, 65 touchdowns, 23 interceptions, a QBR of 143.8. Uh, rushing, he's got 613 attempts for 300. 3,818 yards and 49 touchdowns. So, I mean, right there you have 
over 100 touchdowns. I mean, just some of his awards that he's had. 2016 ACC Offensive and Player of the ACC Offensive Player of the Year and uh, Player of the Year. Uh, 2016 uh, AP Player of the Year, 2016 Consensus All-American, 2016 Heisman Trophy winner, 2016 Walter Camp and Maxwell Award winner. So, I mean, we know what we've got with Lamar Jackson. You see the highlights everywhere. You see the hurdles over Syracuse players, which I, you you see the hurdle last year. Let's just hope that that, that, that slide through on the touchdown this year is going to be on that on his Heisman video when he's getting the Heisman again. Uh, I'm still standing behind. I think he should be the Heisman favorite. Uh, I really don't care if people disagree with me. Uh, but that, that, I mean, like I said, we know what we have with Lamar Jackson. But let's look, let's go into some of Brendan McKay's stuff. So as a pitcher, a 32 and 10 uh, win loss record, uh, four saves also, which probably came mostly his freshman year or in the tournament. 391 strikeouts and 111 walks. Only gave up 15 home runs and 315 innings pitched with a 2.23 career ERA. That right there, you throw that right there and you're already like, man, that's a great pitcher. That's probably one of the best pitchers you've had in your school history. But then you got to throw in his hitting. 189 games as, a, as you know, played completely as in his career because, you know, when he was pitching, he was also hitting. And when he wasn't when he wasn't pitching, he was playing first base. So, three twenty eight career average, four thirty on base percentage, five thirty six slugging percentage, two hundred seventeen hits, forty eight doubles, three triples, twenty eight home run, one hundred thirty two RBI, one hundred and seven walks, and one hundred fourteen strikeouts. So, in like I said, in in one hundred and eighty nine games, he had one hundred fourteen strikeouts. That's that's pretty dang on good. And, and like I went over Lamar's uh, awards, uh, some of Brennan McKay's hardware, three-time John Olerud winner, uh, 2015 Freshman of the Year, 2017 Golden Spikes winner, three-time first-team All-American as a utility player, first-team freshman All-American, 2015 and 16 All-ACC as a starting pitcher and utility player. I mean, reading over this stuff, again... I, w- I would have to say that I'd probably be leaning towards Brendan McKay. I mean, actually, I, I'm not going to say I, I am leaning with I'm I'm going with Brendan McKay. What what he did for for college baseball as a whole. I mean, every time you watched our baseball game, he was the story of it. Uh, so Brendan McKay, great hitter, great pitcher. What will he play in the major leagues? We don't know. Um, so keep keep staying in tune with that one, and and like I like I hinted at with uh, my Facebook post a little while ago, and this episode obviously isn't going to be as long as my other one because you know first one I was trying to get out of the gate. Let's get out there and get some stuff out. Uh, a couple good games that we're on. Uh, I, I like I hinted at with my Facebook post. My beef's beef is probably going to ruffle a little feathers today, which. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get a good podcast out there to get you guys to keep wanting to listen, uh, get you guys to think. Like I said before, shoot me questions, man. Tell me stuff you guys want to talk about. I'll start putting some some surveys up there. Tell me what you guys or tell me what you guys think. I, I may even have some episodes where you know I'm I'm live on Facebook and 
you guys are shooting me questions or I'll, I'll put a post up there and you know answer your questions like that um but my beef today it kind of goes back to what i brought up in one of the bad things with the uh with the football game man i know the weather was terrible on saturday and people may be busy but i mean we knew before this season started what we had with Lamar Jackson, and that this was probably the last time that we would see him this season. Uh, why was the attendance so bad? And that is my beef today. I, I, I don't want to hear the excuse, well, the weather was going to be bad. I don't care. I saw older people out there. I saw younger people out there. I saw younger kids out there. It's If you call yourself a Louisville fan and you you post on whatever social media that you have that – you know, oh, I love Lamar Jackson. He, Lamar Jackson needs to be highs and one of Lamar Jackson. Get your, get your tail to the game. Get your butt in the seat. Saturday, we had an attendance of 34,265 in a 55,000 seat stadium. And to be honest with you, when I looked up the attendance and saw 34,265, I almost, almost started laughing. There is not a chance that there was that many people there. There was a point in the third quarter where myself and a couple of my buddies were counting how many people were in the were in the flight deck. And I mean we could count how many people were in the flight deck. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. You you hear you hear you hear some of our fans say, Well why don't we ever get respect as a football as a football team? Why don't we ever get respect as a fan base? This is why we don't get respect as a fan base. And I know that this is a nude podcast, and I know that some people are going to be like, "Who are you to call people out?" This is this is this is big right here. And not only is it fifty five thousand that we have now, but you go to the game and you see that expansion that's being built. That expansion is going to add another ten thousand seats to this stadium. So let's just take that. That's almost thirty one thousand seats that would have been empty. If that expansion was already open, and I'm I'm happy I, to me like I'm still ecstatic and I'm still happy that they were gonna have that expansion. Uh, I've been wanting to close in the horseshoe for a long time. Some people are 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 cold on it. I love it. I think it's gonna make the stadium just look absolutely even more stunning. Um, but we got to get our 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 butts in the seats. Other than just for Clemson games, Kentucky games, Florida State games, we need to get there for more than just the big games. We got to get there for every game if we want to become what people think that we can as a fan base. It's we have the we have talent on this team. I mean, look at last season. Last season it was a roller coaster ride with how the last three games ended. But I mean, just just think about that Florida State game last year. And think about what Lamar has done in the three seasons he's been here. Uh, I was actually just thinking about it today because I, I I saw that they imploded the Georgia Dome, and you know I remember going for my buddy's bachelor party to see us play Auburn, and you know that was Lamar's first game, and it's kind of it was kind of sad, you know, to think about that. This is the last time that we're really going to get to see Lamar Jackson in Papa John's Cardinal Stadium in a Louisville uniform. I. I I'm really not thinking he's going to move back. And I, I think that after hearing his press conference the other day, uh, after our game, he was he was happy with, 
I mean, with good reason. He, he had a very good game. Uh, he's ready for this Kentucky game. I'm not going to dive into that Kentucky game too much because I have a uh, I have another show I'm going to I'm going to record on Friday. Uh, I actually going to have one of my good buddies, uh, Joey Scroggy. He's going to come with me on Friday, and we're going to record and preview that uh, the Governor's Cup. Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that's gonna happen this week. We obviously have Thanksgiving, uh, but I'll try. I'm gonna try to get this podcast out as much as I can. Uh, again, like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, thank you guys so much for for doing what you're doing. Uh, I really didn't expect it to gain as much as it did, but I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna keep getting better. This is my first time ever sitting and talking by myself i mean i literally just had the tv on with mute and just sitting here wrote some notes down and was like all right let's do this so again tune in on friday uh or tune in again on uh yeah late friday i'll probably have it out for you and again like i said before like share subscribe everything and anything you guys want to talk about Shoot me a message on my page. I just created a new page today. If you're not following it, Beef's Beef, it's on Facebook. I invited a lot of friends. If you, if I invited you and you notice somebody that we both know, invite them to the page. Do everything I can to get this out there. Uh, I'm trying to get this it's popping as much as I can. So get this out there for me, guys. You guys are the ones that I'm doing it for. I'm trying to get this knowledge out there to you guys as much as I can.